0: You're basically John the Baptist for the league. Well, it needs one. It needs a Messiah <laughs> to come after you. You end up beheaded, but you know, yeah. for, for the good of the game, well, you'd be willing to lay down your life, right? OTB AM live weekday mornings from seven thirty on the OTB Sports app.
1: OTB AM with Gillette. Get
0: into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Tommy Rooney. Good morning to you.
1: Morning, lads. How are we doing?
0: Very good. Good to see Owen back. Coming in hot and heavy there for us. What's going on?
1: All is good. Is my mic a bit hot there, is it? Sorry. Uh, All is well. All going well. It's uh, interesting times, isn't it?
0: How excited are you, Tommy? Colm O'Rourke in charge of the Meath Footballers. 20 years too late, but better late than never.
1: Not necessarily 20 years too late.
0: Well, he should have got the job after Boylan, right? They should have given it to him then. They should have given it to him one of the three times before that he applied.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a feeling that... In and around oh five, oh six, oh seven, um now Colin Coyle does get it, so one of the Mead legends do get a hold of it. But when you're looking at the Jubilee teams that are out the weekend, from the Dublin ninety five team, you know, there's been such a an influence from that team on on Dublin football over the last 10, 11 years. Um, I think three of the players in that team have now managed Desi, Jim and Gilroy. Whereas on the Mead side, I think it was just Colin Coyle. Um so even if you go back further from the, the Mead team of eighty eight to you know, ninety two or so. Again, not many of them got a chance to manage post Boylan. Um this is massive. Like it, look it when back in 04, 05, O'Rourke had managed Mead's uh first schools teams to Hogan Cup success. St. Pat's Navan won three in five years. That was massive for Mead football. And there was a bit of a buzz around Mead football at the time. That stuff's important. Like you, you see the history that Galway have with Jarlots and their underage success over the last twenty years. Galway haven't necessarily gone away over the last 20 years. Mead football has. Well,
2: what happened um, last night and the last, I guess, 24, 48 hours, like in terms of what we have saw on social media, etc, cetera, etc? Cetera?
1: Okay, so news broke on Monday. There was slight murmurings over the weekend that something was coming. There's been a lot of murmurings around GA managers over the weekend. Some of it has been absolute rubbish. Um... Like what? What's rubbish? Like like, you...
2: what? Do we just do that? For like, what's rubbish? Because I have heard old rumours. Erroneous piffle. There's been what's a lot of erroneous. Piffle. What what are, the, what are the erroneous
1: bits? Are we talking specifically about mead here?
2: No. Right, well, oh, the, the I erroneous I presume you're talking. Mine. Oh, sorry. Let's just confirm. stick with mead. Sorry, we can go back to the other stuff. Yeah. Sorry. There, so there was erroneous piffle around mead as well.
1: Well, that's, uh, I don't know if I described as erroneous piffle, but. Um, I'm not sure if you saw the tweets last night from Bernard Flynn.
0: No, tell everybody because a lot of people won't I yeah, we, we assume We'll we come back
1: to that in a minute. So, 1 o'clock on Monday it emerges just after 1 o'clock it was half 1 that Colin O'Rourke has been appointed or he's been put forward by the management committee in Mead. There was a three-man committee put together to come up with the new manager. It emerged on Monday they had selected Colin O'Rourke and his management team with Barry Callahan and Stephen Bray to be the next management team in Mead. Last night in, in Navan or in, in Dungani there was a an executive county board meeting and O'Rourke was given a three year term with a review after a second year. That's all confirmed uh, late last night. Another Mead legend who we know was going for the job, Bernard Flynn, sent a tweet. And I think we have it to have a look at there. Now, this is tweet number one. I'd I would really like to the... sincerely yeah. thank
0: Go on, yeah, sorry, you got to it. wish
1: Colum and the lads all the very best going forward. It was very disappointing to find out in social media yesterday who the next Mead manager would be, but a big, big thank you to Robbie Brennan and Stephen Rochford for their loyalty and support. I'll come back to that in a minute because 40 minutes later that tweet is deleted and a new one is put up that you'll be able to see now. I sincerely wish Column and the lads all the very best going forward. It was disappointing to find out on social media yesterday who the next manager would be, but a massive thank you to my entire backroom team for their loyalty, effort and genuine support. So if we just go back to the first one, I was surprised in a way to see this because... By all accounts, the manner in which Meade ran their search for the next manager was incredibly impressive. Like, there wasn't a murmuring of who was getting this job, lads. I had no idea that Colin O'Rourke was getting it. Like, it, there was nothing coming out. I know that the management committee, there was three of them. Conor Dunahoo, Sean Kelly, who had been involved in coaching Mead for a long time, and Liam Kearns, who is, a, you know, got a very important role up in Crow Park and is a very well-respected man in the county, they were all tasked by the county management team, by the county board management committee to to go and find the next Mead manager. Liam Hayes is talking about how important a job this is. This is massive. It's monumental for Mead football. They need to to stop the rot that has set in over the last 12, 15 years. McEntee had 18 months where it got good. We got Division One football. We got a couple of announcer finals where we just didn't get far enough. Mead football needs to get back there. So this is a huge appointment. I know that there was a number of interviews held I have no idea who else went for that job. Everything was kept quiet and kept in-house. And I can put it on the record here that everyone who didn't get that job were informed in a phone call between half eleven and one o'clock on Monday before it emerged on social media that they had been unsuccessful for the post. So, I look, I think that the, the use of language there is a little liberal and it's unfortunate because it's clear that Bernard Flynn was desperate to go for that job he was the only other person that I knew was going for the job. Um, it's a pity that it hasn't worked out for him, but I think Colin O'Rourke was the outstanding candidate here. Rob, um, Robbie
0: Brennan, had been part of the Mead Minor Football Team Management Group last year. Is that correct? So. It, it, no, he, that's
1: not correct. No. Robbie. Oh well, well he was in. He was in and around. But Rob, Robbie Brennan was part of uh, the Chemical team that that just fell short in the All-Ireland Club final. But he was also part of the Mead under-20s ticket. Bernard Flynn had put a dream team together.
0: Well, I'm just reading um, the piece from Dunica Boyle and December 2021. Croaks manager Robbie Brennan will be part of the Mead minor football management team in 2022. Sorry, he
1: was part of the, the minor football team, but in a, in a smaller capacity. He was assistant manager to Bernard Flynn with the 20s team. Right. That had that fallen out in Mead um, 18 months ago, two years ago. So, look, I don't know why exactly they didn't go for Bernard Flynn and whoever was on his management team. I found it interesting that tweet was deleted and popped back up because we know there's a couple of vacancies going in other counties where one of the names is rumoured to be heavily in the mix in one of them. So um, I wonder if mean, a The name is. Stephen
0: Rochford just took, for, for any anybody, it, yeah. that, it was in the original tweet. So And I'm sure you'd be a little bit upset if you're Rochford going, I mean, you know, I've <laughs> Didn't we didn't necessarily need to have that made public, did
2: we? He just he does tweet saying thanks to the last for the support. So they could have just been, you know, yeah. Big burner Flynn fans. but uh, yeah. the, the second tweet says big thanks to my entire backroom team. <laughs> so so it kind of
1: fixes it just in but, case too. you're in any doubt. But it's it's interesting. Look at I think it was um, there's, look, there's rumors going around the county of who Colin Maroc might have coming in as backroom team. There's no point really uh talking about them because It's impossible. Are they they
0: also Mead Legends? Is he putting together the Mead Legends? No, they actually aren't.
1: No. They actually aren't also Mead Legends. They're they're, 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 they're big names from outside the country. I think
0: that is. Paddy Talley would only have to drive half the way from Tyrone to Mead, that he has to drive from Tyrone to Kerry.
1: But but Stephen Bray and Barry Callahan are locked in, are they? Stephen Bray and Barry Callahan are part of his management team. So, like, you've got three corner forwards. Three exceptionally talented, important people in meet football over the last 30, 40 years. Um, O'Rourke obviously goes back to the 80s. Barry Callahan was quality player in the 90s and has also been involved in a lot of the good stuff that's been happening in meet football behind the scenes. There is boring stuff happening in mead football recently that are starting to come to fruition and coming together. This year Own for the first time, there's going to be regional championships in the county similar to Kerry. It's not exactly the way it works in Kerry, but they're bringing it in where players from junior clubs and intermediate clubs are going to get an opportunity after the club championships to put themselves in the shop window. O'Rourke is speaking in the Mead Chronicle this morning. There's lovely photos of him outside of his house, and he's in some of the other papers as well, talking about the fact that it's going to be a blank slate, and he's going to be looking around the county for players. Himself, working in Pats for the last thirty years, he'll know so many players. He's been coaching Simonstown. They've won two Keegan Cups back to back, to senior title in Mead in sixteen and seventeen. He'll know all the players. Barry Callan has been involved with the under-20s um, in recent years and, and and got on very well. And Stephen Bray is our last All-Star and, by all accounts, very highly regarded young coach. So that, that's impressive and that's important. But going off what Bernard Flynn's tweets there, whoever he had in his backroom team, it's clear that Flynn was putting together a strong team. He had one for the 20s before when that all fell apart. It's so important who you have. Let's not kid ourselves here. Colin O'Rourke is not going to be on the pitch coaching. Jack O'Connor wasn't doing it this year. I doubt Pork Joyce was doing it this year. I think Jack Chino said he was doing was a bit of the coaching. Coach. A little bit. And that's fine. You can do a little bits. So you can jump in here and there. Like we've all been involved in in even club teams where you would have a manager and a coach and sometimes if they work really well together you've got to win informally there. You've got a manager who can step back and watch what's going on keep an eye on everything and then you've got a coach who's more hands on dealing with the football the style of play he's obviously working with the manager on that as well. So Mead are talking a big game here. I can't imagine that Colin O'Rourke has gone for this at whatever age he is, possibly one of the oldest county. managers I think I've seen to get a job at the first time. He's stuck his neck on the line here. He's going to walk, you know, walk the walk after talking for a long time. There's no way he's doing that if Meade aren't being backed here. And Meade must smell blood. They must smell blood looking around the county and the province, that there's a chance to get back on the horse and put ourselves back where we should be. Are you involved uh, in the backroom team, Tommy, as a coach? Is that what you're telling
0: us? You've got big names and absolutely you're you no the no, one I'm, I'm, <coughs> I'm Paddy the, has just of left the, the football America, It's lads. too early in your in your coaching journey, is it?
1: There's been a lot of tweets regarding Paddy Anders and James Dunhu and and rumors that they're gonna end up in various management tickets and Sunday game panels over the next eighteen months and look at I, I can confirm that that's not gonna happen. No <laughs> way. <laughs> I
2: mean <laughs> two lads are like what Tommy, shut up. What <laughs> Um, You mentioned Joyce there. Joyce obviously got a lot of credit last week for his first interview where he talks about wanting to win in all Ireland. And Colm O'Rourke's first interview is fairly bullish, not quite on that level. But he says, I would regard that we will have failed if we don't beat Dublin and we don't get to Division 1 of the league. That would be a fairly clear measurement of value. In most people's minds, beating Dublin would be the measurement of progress. So I guess that's an even more specific goal, beating Dublin, is the only measure of success for this Mead team. Is that that realistic, Tommy, in in two years? 100%.
1: And I think, uh, like, sorry, let me me rephrase that slightly. Division 1 football is absolutely essential. And we have to get back to Division 1 and we have to stay in Division 1. This group of players and the players that come in now are going to need 16 games of Division 1 football in the space of whatever. 12, uh, 18 months um, beating Dublin has to be a goal this is not the greatest team of all time that we saw when 6 in a row All-Ireland we, we've seen it there's chinks in the armour um, there's been uncharacteristic issues in that camp over the last two years they aren't the squeaky clean incredible champions that we saw for a long time there are problems there Mead are a long way off it an awful long way off it but I think what we saw with Pork Joyce and, and what I loved about it and similar when Jack O'Connor you know once it settled in that he had the job last year, you knew that he was right, that he was right for this team in ways. Like Jack O'Connor put the chest out and he's a Kerry manager who's done it now so many times. He's, he's been there since 04 and or since the 90s and, and however many capacities. He understands Kerry football, he knows how to be a Kerry manager. Pork Joyce at the same time, he seemed to just facilitate a level of confidence in Galway. Once it clicked and once he got it right. Let's not forget that we got very excited about Joyce the first time he came in. Like we were very excited about that Galway football. Things fell apart and he reacted and he brought in a strong management team around him when he got O'Neill and a couple of others involved. So it felt like Joyce could stick the chest out and Galway people could stick the chest out and they could believe and they had a bit of hope. And sometimes that's what a county needs. It needs a spark. It needs a bit more belief. They need to dip into what they are. Like you saw it with Clare last year. There was a bit of a buzz around the county again. And hopefully this is the spark that Mead Football can get. They aren't finished yet. Like Speaking to a couple of sources and in, in the background of Mead Football and, and reading Colin Rock's words, it's been repeated time after time that we aren't finished putting together our backroom team. So in the next four weeks, I believe there's going to be very interesting news coming out. And again, going back to it, it didn't happen for Bernard Flynn. He's a legend. We talk about the great All Ireland for him. Uh, final performances on losing sides. I had a look back in the, the Mead Down game from 1991 the other night. Burner Frim kicked six points that day, so close to getting a goal. Mead came back from the dead. Colin Murrow coming off the bench to inspire it. I know I'm going back to the heydays here, but this is what we need. We need a bit of spark from somewhere, and I think this is a chance for Mead football to get it right. Yeah.
0: Okay. You're very excited. I can. We can all. We can feel it coming through. Um, and, and it's great of, to
1: get the job done, Jared. this early. Well, you know I, I mean, like, I, I, if you look, at massive.
0: if you look at some of the other counties that um, are sitting on their hands at the moment and waiting for decisions to be made, it'll be interesting to see how quickly those appointments do get made because the club matches are starting and have started in many counties. And you want to be giving everybody an opportunity to perform well in this and then get on your strength and conditioning program. And then when training happens properly in November, December, to actually be given a fair opportunity to make the team. And the only way you can do that is if you've got a management team in place now.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, and look, at it, it's... Uh, it, it's There's word that it, it's getting moving a bit closer in, in Mayo, but it's been rumblings that how that's been handled has been... It's left a bit, uh, you know, left, left a little bit to be desired, I think. Um, there's five names that we, we do believe are in the mix for that job. Mike Finnerty was reported in the Mayo News a couple of weeks ago. I don't think that's changed. So I'm not sure where the f- they're going to go. The five names? The five names are... Well, Rochford is supposedly in the mix. Kevin McS- McStay is supposedly in the mix. Mike Solon is supposedly in the mix. Ray Dempsey and Mars Sheridan. So they're the five names that have been highly touted and heavily touted in May over the last number of weeks. In Donegal, another massive appointment. The nominations for the clubs don't close until August 15th. Like... That's still three weeks away. I I just don't know why some of these counties aren't getting their jobs done. We saw the rumours in the papers. <clears throat> I don't know how true they are that, you know, Jason Sherlock is is on his way to Monaghan. We've heard very little about that since. We'll wait and see on that one. If it does happen, that'll be a very interesting one. And then obviously, in Offaly, the job's not done. Um, Tomás O'Shea has obviously been heavily heavily linked, and then Wexford Longford, um, I think there's is that the other one is 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 there another job that's come up in the last day or two? But. But yeah, that's, that's it at the moment.
2: It feels like a bit of an arms race, doesn't it? Like it, as if every county board has had like a, a little bit of an injection of belief since Dublin have been beaten or something. As in like we've had three different All-Ireland champions over the last three years and uh, a few different All-Ireland finalists as well that everybody's kind of thinking we could we could do that when they look at Galway and uh, to, to a degree to run the
1: previous year.
0: Two quick points on this as well. Tommy, were you saying this is the first decade since something something where we've had different All-Ireland winners for the first three years? Was that
2: the
1: 90s? Uh, that wasn't my tweet, oh, no, but I was not saying that it's very similar to the 2010s all year. Um, we're entering that space.
2: Well, the one uh, thing, 2010, sorry. Uh, three decades in a The all. one thing about the noughties
0: was it was
1: first-time managers uh, who
0: were getting the job done each time. It was Mickey Hart in his first season who won, just like um, Logan and Doher, And then Jack O'Connor, first-time manager, as in, in his first year with this group, um, Getting it done as well, so it'll be interesting to see. And did Desi win his first year with the group? He did, so that's three years in a row where where that's happened as well. Um,
1: yeah, and like, I don't, I'm sorry, Owen, I haven't heard you the last 15 minutes, but I don't know if Owen's been talking a big talk about two in a row, has he?
2: Absolutely not. Trying, I,
1: trying to yarrow it down. I,
2: like I, I, yeah. I saw what was the what was the tweet put out yesterday. Like I mean, I love how everybody's trying to say that I'm saying this sort of stuff. Uh, there was a tweet put out yesterday saying that I do believe that uh, there's a uh, a chance that Kerry will go on and dominate over the next few years. And the clip was me saying why two in a row is really hard and why <laughs> I would actually say Dublin could win the All Ireland next year. So people want to think that Kerry think or, or, or Kerry people are talking two in a row. I'm not. I'm not buying that. But uh, as I said yesterday, that's different to multiple All Irelands. I think two in a row is hard. Um, mm. it, it, obviously it
0: is hard uh, only very very good teams manage to pull it off but uh, very very good teams might not have had the armoury that this team has and I do think when when listening to James don't was talking on the football pod he was talking about they didn't really get that bounce uh, when they won the All-Ireland in 2014 it was 14 wasn't it where the three lads came back into the group and they're like oh that's all we need to do but actually this group are younger and they're not going to have three Legends coming back into the team to boost them. They're going to have to take that responsibility themselves. And also, they have five months of partying to do to get it out of their system. Like, it's, it's actually, I think, all very well set up for uh, this group to go on. And now there's the chippiness of the. Oh, Connor Callum would have beaten us, would he? Would he? Yeah. Let's, let's see about that. Called, uh... Famously, Munster had a dig about um, no Rocky Elsom to Leinster. Hmm. and it pissed Leinster off so much that they smashed them again the next year just to make sure that like well we did it without Rocky Elson mm. so there'll be a there, it'll come to be that those lines yeah. about ah you would have lost that game and then it would have been Dublin's all Ireland again that's all if yeah. me granny had balls he'd be my granddad one last thing right the down job came up and on the face of it yes, the, the, the down job not a great job right uh, in I would say the same way that the dairy job not a great job And then they find the right person who manages to get the great club side who has been dominant in the county on board and all those players play for the the county team and suddenly they're competitive again. Just recently one of the stars of the club team that is the best club team in the county came out and were like well you know maybe maybe if one of our lads was in charge things might be a bit different. So shit or get off the pot, Kilku? put your man forward put somebody forward anybody to take that job who is, who has your, you know, uh, it's okay, we, we accept this guy's one of ours. And uh, let's be having you. Come on.
1: It'll be a very interesting appointment, whoever gets it next.
2: Yeah, It'll that's very, like, very that's that's, that's, a, that's a sentence that just speaks to
1: I know more than... Yeah, come on, Tommy, no, no, I don't. Come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you to shit or get off the pot too. No, no, genuinely, I don't know. And I think what I've learned from the Mead situation is it's better if you don't hear anything. Genuinely, like I heard nothing about what. Well, I did. Like there was, there was murmurs that Flynn was in the mix. Okay, that was known in the county. Um, I heard nothing else about who else was going for it. I had a strong feeling that there wasn't a chance we were going to go for an outside manager. I just think that that's in the county that resonates in the county. They feel like the need ma- a mead man as a figurehead. That's what they have. I do believe that it's essential that the the coaches that come in are from outside. I think, I think that's yeah. so important that they're the right people it doesn't matter where they're from but they're the right people for this management team and for this group of players that's very important over the next three or four weeks I, I think if we're hearing murmurs on WhatsApp or you know far-fetched rumours I think that's a shocking sign and a very poor indictment of a selection committee and of a county if that's getting out the way that some stuff has been emerging so I'm not really buying half of that stuff uh, well, What's the most outrageous rumour you've heard? Uh, I'm not even going to repeat it because it was so outlandish. I can't remember what time of the morning it was put into our WhatsApp group. I on. Um, It was like two days ago. I'm not going to repeat it. Like, it wasn't the it wasn't the one that everyone was talking about. Crow Park at the weekend. It came out after the weekend. About a manager stepping down. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, they're they're absolutely outrageous. Some of them that are coming through. It's silly season. that. it's it's like
0: it is silly season. I, I actually don't great. think that you, I don't think you can blame. Uh, counties who are taking their time and doing all their due diligence and saying the process is bad because they're doing it. If somebody feels like they're not going to get the job, the process is always bad. That's what happens. Everybody who doesn't get the job thinks the process was terrible. But if the right person ends up getting the job and it's an extra week along the way, that's not a disaster. And I actually think that like, again, it's an amateur organization where you can't expect complete confidentiality the whole way along the process because too many people... Need to know what what's happening and to be cre- kept abreast of the situation. Like th- the yeah. goal hurling well, getting Sheffield last year, that was a miracle that they were able to
1: pull that off. But it was it was so impressive with how they managed that, and it was so well handled. And I think like there's so many different like Colin O'Rourke had to leave or, or inform his Simonstown club that he was leaving, and he'd be taking the me job. Like he's been over that club for a couple of years. That happened on Monday morning or Monday afternoon. Like. A lot of people have to be told these things. Just to be fair to Bernard Flynn, like just uh, what I was going back to as well. When I said he was a little liberal with the use of the English language, he was told he wasn't getting the job the same as however many other people went for it. I actually don't know who else went for it. There was one other name that came up. I know Carl O'Brick was interviewed. He was on the We Are Mead podcast. O'Brick is somebody that Mead people would have in line to get this job in two or three years' time. He was involved with the the underage teams recently and and is touted as being in the mix down the line. But nobody there was told who was getting the job like you know if, if you were going for a CEO job you might get a call to be told that you're not getting it but you're not going to be told who's getting the job there's people that have to be told before that so I think that's what happened to me this week and I just wanted to clear that up because there has been messing going on and shenanigans in the background and and poor things that have come out about the county Board in the last couple of years When in regards to the McAtee situation last year and a few other bits and pieces over the last decade I don't think this was poorly handled I think this was handled exceptionally well and it gives me hope that Mead football is on a is on a good path here and on to a winner.
0: All right. Uh, Moslefunk says, Mead have been a badly managed county for over 20 years now. The amount of clubs in the county might need more than just Aurora
1: coming in needs a whole overhaul. There's a lot of that happening in the background and I think there's actually an announcement coming on that next week. So there's a lot happening in Mead football over the next couple of weeks that we'll keep an eye on. Uh, Owen
0: says uh, clearly Kerry might have a chip about XYZ being said about hypothetical but so do Dublin so do Galway so do Mayo this will be a fun few years in football I mean yeah we all thought that though when the Dubs beat Kerry for the first time it was like oh this is great we've got Duny Gall, Mickey Hart's still there that's not going away this Mayo team are really good and then Dublin just were like no 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 there's an age profile of that Kerry team. Yeah. Rising superstars. Think about how many players played badly for Kerry and they still kicked 20 points in an all in a final Come on, I don't think anybody's paying enough attention to this. Kerry are not going away
2: anytime, anywhere soon. I don't think you can say people aren't paying enough attention to Kerry right now. That's the, I think they've got their due credit. And uh, maybe you're saying that they're not getting enough credit here.
0: Uh, actually I am Amazing I think that um, Before anybody accuses me of Kerry Bias I think they were They changed. were really poor in the first half And I think that was a, about the pressure Like uh, in, in In the second half When they started to play And were a little bit kind of Less self-conscious They played very well And the game wasn't close Like it was Oh four points well, Kerry should have scored two goals At the end of the game And actually Were kind of running the ball down
2: But The thing is When their team was younger They were actually better it turned out because that's what the substitutions were it brought the, age, the average age down substantially at half time Yeah. Um, and so, so maybe that's, that's, that, that could support your argument sure look we'll see and we'll have plenty of time to talk about it Tommy good
0: stuff
1: you're a happy man thanks lads thanks for allowing me to talk about meat football in a positive light really uh, and sorry it. congratulations you
0: guys were nominated for the uh, Irish oh.
1: Sports Podcast Awards thank you yeah it was lovely to be nominated it was great to see that yesterday uh, it was class yeah, will you it was win? Class. Did, did we win? will you win? oh will we win? Uh, there's there's serious competition there, own so we're just going to put the head down and just do what we've been doing all season long, and, and hopefully that you know we come out on the right who's, side of it.
0: Who's your main rival? It's Thank Niblock, you. isn't it? Uh, there's they make, the
1: GA Social. There is I'm trying to think now of. Niblock of, of makes who it people is.
0: cry, Tommy. You guys have had yes, not, no and,
1: tears. And that, that's what I've been saying to everyone that, that we've no chance. Thomas makes everyone cry. I'm only joking. I think Pi Andrews described Thomas Niblock as the Oprah Winfrey of. <laughs>
2: He's, uh, he's, he's got to win
1: hard. it then. Yeah. 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 So he's in the mix. So the pressure's on. And there's other great podcasts in the mix as well. I think an old colleague of ours, Neil Tracy, has his, his, his RT rugby podcast in the mix. There's the Three Amigos podcast from Cork. And there's Al Forens Goalmouth right. up and go loud <laughs> upstairs. So there's other podcasts in the mix. But also, Jerry, every podcast is is available to win in the Listener's Choice Award. All you got to do is to go to the Irish Podcast Awards. IE forward slash vote. Search for your favorite podcast, i.e., OTBAM and vote. Oh, I didn't even know we were in it. Yeah, everyone's in it now. Everyone no. can win at that okay. one. so that's no, opened everyone. We, we don't Thanks want you the, all to go that. to where? Where was it again? Uh, Irish Podcast Awards. That I. We vote, don't so. want you to go to Irish
0: Podcast and pick Board our slash podcast vote. We definitely don't want that.
1: You should. So.
2: OTB
0: AM with Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.